How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer for Tuesday, April the 20th. I hope you are having an extraordinary day, and we are going to talk about some video games right now. Let's jump right in. First of all, we're going to talk about PlayStation. So you might remember about a month back, there was a report and then an official confirmation that PlayStation was going to be discontinuing support for the PlayStation 3, PlayStation Vita, and PSP. The digital stores were no longer going to be supported, you couldn't buy games on there anymore. And a lot of people were really upset about this, especially from like a games preservation perspective. And so as a result of that backlash, PlayStation has now backtracked on their plans on just the PlayStation 3 and PS Vita. PSP is still going to be discontinued. But here's what CEO Jim Ryan had to say, quote, When we initially came to the decision to end purchasing support, it was born out of a number of factors, including commerce support challenges for older devices and the ability for us to focus more of our resources on newer devices where a majority of our gamers are playing on. We see now that many of you are incredibly passionate about being able to continue purchasing classic games, end quote. So there you go, that's a pretty good move by them, I think. It's not often that you see companies like PlayStation doing reversals like this, but obviously it's going to make that small but passionate community very happy. You may have heard of a studio called Extremely OK Games before. They are known for the games Towerfall and Celeste. Well, today they just announced their newest project called Earthblade. Now, there isn't many details about it, uh, but basically what they did is what they call like a vibe reveal which is like, let's get the vibe of this game. So they showed off some art, the logo, one of the songs that's going to be in there, and they posted it on Twitter if you want to check it out. And here's what they said, quote, We've debated back and forth how to talk about this game during development. While making Celeste, we basically tweeted out whatever interesting-looking thing we were working on day to day. But an air of mystery lends itself particularly well to this project, so we've opted to save it all up for a big reveal that will hopefully blow your socks off. End quote. So, as they indicated, there's not a lot of details. The game is still early in development as well. It'll probably be a number of years before the game comes out. But I know that the studio has a passionate community. They're a very good studio. And if you read their blog post, it's pretty clear they want to do this next game right. So, happy for them, and I'm looking forward to it. Up until this point, Xbox game streaming has only been available for Android devices. A lot of people refer to it as xCloud. Well, this week, there are going to be some Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members who are going to be invited to a beta test to do cloud streaming on PC and Apple devices. So the service is expanding. For those people invited, they're going to be able to play the games directly through a browser, whether that's on the phone or on your PC. Now, we did know this was coming, it just... But this has definitely moved up the timeline a bit, shows how quickly it's being developed. And anyway, that's pretty much it. I think Xbox is just going to be the biggest player when it enters the scene fully. When it officially releases on all of the platforms, I mean, the value of the Game Pass is just too good. You look at something like Google Stadia, and if it had any chance of surviving, it had to innovate before Microsoft came with the Game Pass offerings. And now they've lost that chance, so it'll be interesting to see how all of this plays out over the next few months, and how PlayStation and Amazon, how they're going to compete. We'll see. Okay, just want to tell you about some free video games. If you're on PlayStation, make sure you pick up Horizon Zero Dawn. It's being given away for free on the platform starting today. And it's going to be free to keep for the next month, so you don't have to rush to it, but make sure you get it before you forget. Because this is highly regarded as one of the best PlayStation exclusives to be released. You're going to want to give it a shot. It includes the paid expansion as well, which is pretty cool. 
They're giving away a bunch of other games as well, so while you're at it, pick up some games like Subnautica and The Witness and Enter the Gungeon and Abzu. Very high-quality games. I can recommend them all. And if you're on PC, then you should go to the Epic Game Store and grab the full Deponia series, which is a point-and-click adventure, Ken Follett's The Pillars of the Earth, and The First Tree. And then make sure you also log in for next week, where you can grab Alien Isolation and Hand of Fate 2. Bunch of really great games there. Folks, before I take it away here, I have a very special announcement to make. Uh, Next weekend, I would like to formally invite you to my graduation party. So I have finished with school, as I've mentioned yesterday, and I want to throw a celebration. And I want to do it with the TGO community. So I would absolutely love if you could join me this Sunday, April 25th, on the TGO Discord server. We're going to set up a channel which is kind of like Clubhouse or Twitter Spaces. And it's essentially a casual environment where there's a panel of speakers and then you can join in and out of the audience as you please. But then you can raise your hand and potentially participate in the conversation, which is what I want to do. So what we're going to do for the first time is a live mailbag. Of course, the mailbag being a recurring segment that we usually do on the weekends, we're going to do it live in the Discord server. So if you would like to take part, please go to thegamingobserver.com mailbag and you'll fill out a form with your answer to the mailbag prompt. And then you should come join us live on Sunday to also share it with everybody else. We're going to do some other fun stuff as well. I'm going to interview some of my real-life friends and family. I'll be talking about the future of The Observer and what my plans are for it. And then maybe we'll even do like a game night, do some Jackbox or something like that. That's to be determined. Okay, I hope to see you there. Once again, thegamingobserver.com mailbag. And that's all for now. I'll send another reminder later on. Back with the news tomorrow. And until then, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Hey, you know what I want to talk about today? I told you yesterday that I I picked up NHL 21 just for the lulls. Like, I played a lot of sports games when I was younger, and I have a lot of nostalgia for them. So I'm playing some hockey, and I was only planning on playing, like, a few games and then uninstalling it. But now I've kept playing for a single reason, and that's because of the commentary. I am absolutely blown away at how good this sports commentary is. And I've heard it in some other games as well. Like, I know the basketball games are really good for it. But I have no idea how they make it sound so fluid, knowing that it's like a like a recording in a studio. It just feels like I'm watching a regular hockey game, the way this commentary goes. And it reacts so quickly and smoothly. I mean, I've definitely been conditioned, right? Like, if you ever listen to the commentary for any of the wrestling games, it's absolutely horrible. You hear the same five lines, like, every hour. And then they clearly programmed it to be like, you know, the commentary team would fill in slots. So if somebody hits a big move, they'll be like, wow, John Cena really hit that move. And then you could, you know, swap out John Cena for any other wrestler. It just sounds so choppy, right? But in the hockey game, it just sounds like a like a proper hockey sports casting. I couldn't believe it. So I played a few more games than I expected, literally just to listen to the commentary. I'm thinking of also like bumping up the difficulty a little bit because I played on the easiest difficulty because I know if I try to go any harder, I'm probably just going to get demolished. But now I am demolishing. So I'm wondering if it's not worth it to go up one more difficult. And you know, I have like no interest in anything that that game has to offer besides its very basic one versus one gameplay against an AI. Like there's like 
15 different things I can choose from on the main menu to the point that they're like, hey, choose three of these that you think you're going to use the most and we'll pin it to the top. It's like, geez, how many options can you have in a video game that you need to make shortcuts? So I just chose like three random ones. All I cared about was the quick, the quick play. I could play the Toronto Maple Leafs against the Canadiens, the Habs, as it were. Of course, I'm probably going to be putting it down forever now because MLB The Show is going to be available by the time you're hearing this. Baseball. And that's my sport. That's like the only sport I've ever been interested in in my life, I guess. I mean, I played baseball for nine years as a kid. And, you know, I've probably only watched like five baseball matches in my life or baseball games, I should say, uh, on television. But hey, at least I know what's going on, right? Like, when somebody gets a penalty in hockey or in football or something, soccer, I have no idea what the heck is happening. All I know is that the the ball is supposed to go in the hoop. At least with baseball, I know the rules, and I know the some of the strategies, anyway. Okay, anyway. Uh, folks, once again, I'm inviting you to my graduation party. I would love to see you. TheGamingObserver.com slash mailbag. It'll have all the information there, and you'll get your opportunity to send your mailbag to me. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks for being here. Till tomorrow. Farewell.